Okay. Hey, everybody. It is Coach CJ with the Phenomenal Woman Academy. And I am here with my beautiful, amazing, wonderful guests, the incomparable Dr. Marquisha Frost. And I am so glad to have you as my special guest today. And I, I wanted to bring you onto this platform because you're one of our keynote speakers for the 2023 Phenomenal Woman Conference. And I wanna talk a little bit about um, the conference, but I also want to give everyone a little taste on what they can expect coming into the conference and what can they expect from you because you are also our awards luncheon keynote speaker. In addition to that, you're also one of our award recipients. Yes, I am. You, yes, you are one of our inspirational um, award recipients. And I'm I'm honored to have you as a part of this conference on so many fronts. And um, before we jump into it, I'm going to open up the floor for you to introduce <laughs> yourself. Okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, Coach CJ. Um, I'm likewise honored. First, let me just say that I'm likewise honored. Um what you are doing um, is just, it's incredible in providing and creating spaces for women. So I'm honored and I'm super excited. I'm glad we're talking tonight. Um, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Dr. Marquisha Frost. I am the owner and operator of Marquisha & Co., which is a counseling and life coaching consultancy. Um, I'm an Omaha native. I came back to Omaha about a year ago after being gone for a decade. Um, and life has just been, I don't know, changing and shifting ever since. And so mm -hmm. super honored to be um, in community with y'all tonight and talking about this conference, which is going to be a game and life changer um, in the work that I do. So I think that's all for now. I guess I can also mention I'm a mom, Makai's um, mom, I'm Miles's mom, I'm Delaney's mom, and um, I'm super honored to be. So thank you for the opportunity to be here. Yes. Um, like I said, I'm blessed to have you. You know, this the theme that we chose for this year was from surviving to thriving, shift into greatness. And I remember, and I, I think I may have stated this in last week's live when I was with um, the other some of the other ladies, when I got that dropped into my spirit, about from surviving to thriving. Mm -hmm. I didn't really tell anybody about it. And then as I started talking with women and meeting with women, I kept hearing that theme over and over again. I'm stuck in survival mode. I'm stuck in survival mode. I feel like I can't get beyond survival mode. Yeah. And for me, that was confirmation that has to be the thing because there's too, there are too many of us women who are stuck in survival mode. And oftentimes we give so much of ourselves mm -hmm. to other people and we put ourselves on the back burner. We have a really bad habit of doing that as women. And I had the honor of attending a retreat of yours that really <laughs> blessed me. And it's so interesting how I met you. So I met you through Elisha. Yes. Who introduced us. And she said, you have to meet Dr. Frost. And we got together and we had breakfast together. 
And I was like, how am, how in the world am I just now meeting you? Like where, but you know what? Everything happens for a reason and, and on God's timing. Okay. And it was just a really good connection. And you invited me to come to, to your retreat. And me being the strong person for a lot of people in my family, my circle of friends, et cetera, um, I don't really get a lot of time to decompress, a lot of time to just kind of woosaw and really think about CJ. Yeah. Or think about Shaquita <laughs> as my legal name. <laughs> and I didn't know what to expect coming into the retreat. And when I got there, I didn't even know it was exactly what I needed. So can you tell us a little bit about that retreat and why you do these retreats for women? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. Um, it's I really think to your point, women just don't have enough spaces intentionally cultivated for them. Mm -hmm. And I'll take it a step further, um, intentionally cultivated for them in community with other women. Um, we all have so many responsibilities and we are all navigating so much. You know, I think about the week I've just had, like there's just a lot always happening. And um, I just thought that that was really important. And so when I came back home a year ago, Marquisha and Co was already launched, but the Sanctuary Collective portion of it was not. And the Sanctuary Collective is that it's that intentional space cultivated for women to be in community with one another, specifically to prioritize themselves, to heal, to forgive, to improve, um, and to really center sisterhood. And so the retreat is really just an extension of that because I feel like when we get together outside of a space like the retreats, we are still working. You know, we might be talking, but we're still working. We're still tending to our children. Um, we may have an hour to, you know, eat and talk, but it's just, it's not enough. It's mm -hmm. not enough. And I, I really do think it's important to take us out of those spaces and out of those habits and away from a lot of the things that perpetuate our exhaustion Yes, <laughs> and um, to really put us in a place with one another where we are really left to sit with ourselves and to sit with one another and the power in that, I really do believe, empowers us to be better and healthier versions of ourselves. So that's really the why. Um, and I just feel like if we don't do it, who will? Mm -hmm. So um, a lot of times people will say, well, you know, you're so busy. Like, well, why do you do this? And I just think it's a net. I think it's so necessary. I really think it's so necessary. Um, sisterhood has has been my life. I don't even know how else to say it. Sisterhood has been my life. It's changed my life. It's saved my life. And so I really do feel like if I can offer those spaces to other women and invite mm -hmm. other women into spaces that feel safe and spaces that feel like they were created specifically with them in mind um, and that they, and they feel like in community with other women, they can say some of the things that they are scared to say out loud, mm -hmm. that they can talk through some of the things that they you know, typically keep stuffed away um, and also just be free too, right? I mean, we didn't yep. spend the whole weekend, you know, unpacking and workshopping. There was time just to laugh and to bowl. And, mm -hmm. to, and um, I just, I just think that those things are so important. And I really do believe as women, 
you know, we're expected to continue to show up in these spaces and to sustain ourselves and sustain our own self, our own stuff and to sustain everybody else and their stuff. Um, and it's just not a realistic expectation for us to always be the pourers and, and to never be poured into. So that's essentially why. And I feel honored to do that. I really, I really do feel like it's um, a directive from God and, and connected to what I believe my divine purpose is here on this earth. And um, I'm just really trying to do my part. Yeah. And I think it's beautiful. Thank you. And if, if anyone who's listening has an opportunity to ever go to a retreat that Marquisha is putting on, I think you may have, you have one coming up. I do. Um, yeah. September. You need to attend. And just the, the group of ladies and the openness. And I think what I felt was so beautiful, one of the things, there were many things about that particular retreat that I attended was you gave us permission to not be okay. And a lot of times we don't get permission to just not be okay. Yeah. Like this is a safe space. It's okay for you to just not be okay and to get what you need. And again, you know, we pour a lot, but you can't pour from an empty cup. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> that I thought was extremely powerful and it was beautiful for me to experience that with the other ladies who yeah. came together and really became a support team and mechanism for each other during that time. And that's, that's what made it so special and so beautiful for me. So thank you for that experience. I really appreciate yeah. it. I'm so glad you got to be a part of it. I mean, because we were likewise impacted by you. You know, I tell every woman, like, you being here, it made a difference. You know, your story, your energy, your perspective, um, the vulnerability. And, and to your point about permission, I mean, you know, women started to lean in more and more. Like, oh, okay, mm -hmm. she's getting comfortable. Let me get comfortable. Yes. You know, she's she taking it there. Let me take it there. You know, and. I really do think organically women, particularly women of color, that's how we invite one another into spaces often in a very natural way. Um, and over a weekend to be able to do that with complete strangers and then to leave that space and really feel like I got sisters for real, you know, with S-S-S-S-S sisters, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of them. And it, um, it really does. I think it reaffirms the importance of the village. And I think it helps women to to learn to trust again and to rely on one another again and to realize that we are we are a lot alike mm -hmm. you know i think we focus so much on the difference you know between but we are we're so much alike our journeys are um you know uniquely designed to intersect the way that they do so i'm glad you were there i'm, I'm and then the next one is it's september 22nd through the 25th Yes. And, and like I said, you know, if, if anyone who's, who's watching or, or listening to this, if you have an opportunity to go, I highly, highly recommend that you go because it will bless you. It truly will. It was a, a great, great time. And the food was, listen, the food was bomb. Yeah. <laughs> the food was bomb. Um, the nights that we spent uh, just talking and even just relaxing uh, and letting our hair down. Uh, even for those of us who barely got any listen, but uh, we let our hair down. It was a good time. Um, so highly, highly recommend. Um, one of the things I would like for you to do, um, Dr. Frost, is if you don't mind, give us a little bit about your story. How did you um, come to be Dr. Frost? Because you have a really unique 
an amazing story. And uh, you know me, I believe that there's power in our stories. And when we can tell our stories to each other, it really helps us navigate uh, things because the biggest gag, as I always say, one of them is that we're going through things alone. And so tell us a little bit about how you became who you are today. Yeah, that's such an interesting question. And I think a week ago, I maybe would have had a very (laughs) different sort of response, but I'm still becoming. I think the, the the biggest lie we can tell ourselves or that people can tell to us is that we've arrived. Mm-hmm. And um, every time I think I understand what God is doing, you know, for me, in me and through me, he does something new. <laughs> you know, he does something different. And, um, and so just thinking about, I mean, I, I was born in Omaha. I was raised in Omaha. Um, I was the middle child of three. And growing up, I, I always felt a sense of um, responsibility to my siblings. I always felt um, a level of commitment to them. Um, and I really do think like those sibling relationships have really helped to craft me into who I am. Um, I have an older brother. I have a younger sister. And my relationships with the both of them looked um I think identical at one point and now they look very, very different. But what really helped to shape me was that um, the bond that we had and um, they would hold me accountable. And so a lot of times people say, well, how did you do this? And how did you do that? And how did you? And I mean, it's it's very difficult, I think, to make excuses when you have people who are going to hold you accountable. And, yep. and who are aware of um, the tool set that you've been, the toolkit that you've been given. Um, and then they they are, they know and they are encouraging you to be responsible with it. And so um, I think the biggest sort of thing for me was just being raised with siblings, being encouraged by our mother to um, respect and prioritize and be loyal to one another. And that really served as the foundation um, for me, for my relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. And I know if it had not been for them, um, how I navigate this world would be completely different. Yeah. Um, and so I think the other thing too, when people talk about like, tell me about yourself, you know, what is your journey? I'm always like, well, what do you want to know? Because um, there has just been a lot. I feel like I've just experienced a lot. And I feel mm-hmm. like most of us have, you know, when you really sit down and you think about all that God has brought you through and you really start to unpack the pieces of your life that have been, um what I call the game changers and the life changers. Mm-hmm. I know one of the biggest things was becoming a mom. Yep. So at 18, I was pregnant with my first son. And at 19, I became a mother and I started to matriculate simultaneously. So when people say, well, how did you go through an undergraduate program and two master's programs and get a PhD before you were 30? And I'm like, it's all I ever knew, yeah. you know? Um, I'm an ordinary person. I just serve an extraordinary God. And my path never looked like anything different. Mm -hmm. No, it never looks like anything other than that. That was just the journey that I knew. Mm -hmm. Uh, I never, um, you know, experienced college without being a mom. And so once I made it to graduate school or or doctoral study, it wasn't like I had to learn how to parent and how Mm -hmm. to, um, you know, be a student. And 
Um, I remember early on not appreciating that about my journey. Um, there were a number of things I wanted to do um, and, and being uh, Makai's mom always took precedent. And so I know he really served as the catalyst mm-hmm. for um, me to really take seriously life. Yeah. For me to really desire more for myself. Um, I've always been ambitious. I've always been driven. You know, when I see friends from school, they're like, I always knew that you would, you know, you know, fill in the blank. And I'm like, really? Um, I've always desired good things for myself. I've always felt like I deserved good things. Um, but the the way in which I pursued them became very, very different mm-hmm. when I became a mother. And so I really do just think that, you know, my journey is continuing and I'm continuing to become who I am. And when people say, well, you know, what is it like to be Dr. Frost? You know, I, I, I try to be as transparent as possible mm-hmm. and that it's magical and exhausting all at once because there is a level of responsibility and mm-hmm. expectation outside of what I have for myself. Um, and there's a cost associated with that, yeah. you know? And I wake up every day and, and I pay that cost, but I know that that cost pales in comparison to the cost that he paid for me. And so mm-hmm. it's all that um, I really do feel honored to answer every day, but um, I'm still figuring out, like I said, you know, when I think, okay, I understand the assignment, you know, I've got it. I know exactly, you know, what I should be doing and how I should be doing it. And, um, and then it changes. And so um, I really do feel like I'm still becoming who who God has purposed me to be. Yeah. Um, a lot of what happens to me, a lot of what has is happening around me, um, I think really does help me um, to sort of navigate that journey in the way that I do. And so um, even thinking about Marquisha and Co., in life coaching. That was, you know, my background is higher ed. <laughs> I'm an administrator. I'm a mm-hmm. professor. Um, and so even that was something new for me, but I really just felt compelled and I felt called and purposed to do work that really centered people um, and centered their healing and centered um, their self-improvement. And it's it's been incredible. Yeah. It really has. And so I think the space that I'm in right now is really um I feel like God has been preparing me to be here for a really, really long time. And um, I really feel like I, I came in kicking and screaming um, and trying to continue to, to do what felt comfortable and to yeah. do. Um, but I really do. I, I, I feel called to be, you know, who I am boldly in whatever season. And this season right now, I wish I, I wish I knew what it was and I wish I, um, you know, I'm seeking that clarity of, yeah. of, of what it is and what it should be. But I'd say I'm still becoming her. I'm, mm-hmm. still becoming, I'm still becoming who it is that I'm meant to be. And I'm, I'm trying to do that as um, transparently as possible. And I'm trying to do that as disciplined as possible and um, extending as much grace to myself as possible yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. You said a lot. You said a lot there. I hope I answered you. And, yeah, no, you did. You answered my question very thoroughly, but you had a lot of a lot of nuggets that you were dropping in there as well. And I hope that people who are listening pick them up. And I think it's really important for us to understand everybody has a process. And people they look at you and they see they see Dr. Frost. 
Mm-hmm. And they don't understand the process that you had to go through to yeah. be who you are. And that's for any of us. You know, a lot of people want to change positions or exchange mm-hmm. lives with people, not okay. understanding the process or the price, as you say, the sacrifice mm-hmm. um, that you had to go through to get to where you're at and the things that you've had to do and endure and overcome, um, break through, go through, go around, <laughs> all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's that process, you know, and um, in those transitions in life is is where you start to become and evolve who you are with each transition, right? And um, some people wouldn't be able to take your process. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> right? So tell me a little bit about what the theme of the conference means to you from surviving to thriving and making that shift into greatness. You know, um, Initially, when you had talked to me about it, I really thought about my own journey. So in my own process to your earlier point, and I was like, oh, okay, you know, I can talk about, you know, th- uh, surviving to thriving. Yeah. You know, I'm a, I'm a case study. My life's a case study. <laughs> um, and from what it looks like to be a person in, in, in who was just trying to survive to a person who was thriving. And... Um, I thought a lot about that journey and I thought a lot about who I was when I was in survival mode. And I thought a lot about who I was when I felt like I was thriving. Um, and now, um, let me collect myself. It's okay. Um, I think it's it's changed a little bit because now what it feels like is a is a call. Yeah. Yeah. Now it feels a lot like a call. Now it feels a lot like a challenge. Um, And I was looking forward to it before I really was. But now I really just feel like, you know, when God does certain things, you really just feel like, okay, (laughs) you know, I hear you and I'm, I'm trying to make sense of what it is that you want me to do and how you want me to do it. But I really do feel like now it's a challenge, mm-hmm. you know, because I think a lot of times we think about, you can probably hear my dog. Um, I think you, we, we think about surviving to thriving as a, you know, you're either doing one or the other um, and you get out of survival and you get to thriving and then that's just it. And it's really cyclical in yep. nature. Um, you know, people say your life is just, you know, it's never my assistant before she became my assistant would always say, it just never seems like you have any problems, you know? Um, and I just don't lead with them. Mm-hmm. You know? I think God has just been too good to all of us. And I really now just feel like it's, you know, that, that it's a cycle. Yeah. We are constantly being challenged to thrive or survive and, and, and different times in our lives, I think mm-hmm. calls us to be, you know, in different seasons. And, um, so now it really does. I'm taking it as a personal challenge that, you know, by the time I show up at this conference, I will feel like I'm thriving again, you know, and yeah. and that it's it's not just something you do or that you reach and then you're just mm-hmm. there. Um, I really do think a lot of times reaching a goal is a lot easier than sustaining it because like, you know, new levels, yes. new devils. And mm-hmm. you get to one point and you think, OK, I've arrived like I made it. If I if I got through that, I can get through this. Um, and it seems like the more you get back up, the harder 
the harder the devil wants you to fall. And every time God picks me back up, I feel like, okay, that was tough, you know, and I think that must be it. Like that was, that was so difficult that there just can't be, you know, anything else. And then there is. And so um, this thing though, too, I really think speaks to the way women navigate the world Mm -hmm. and our ability to, um, empower and support one another. So to your earlier point about going through things alone, mm-hmm. that often does feel like survival. Yeah. That often does feel like, I mean, loneliness and, um, you know, lack mm-hmm. to me. And um, my village, I've been thinking about and, and thanking God for the people who um, just lately have been earthside angels, you know, mm-hmm. literally, um, and I think about how even in their company, I feel like hopeful, you know, mm-hmm. Will I thrive again. Absolutely. You know, I'm yeah. not feeling that when I'm in survival mode and when I'm by myself. And um, so I really think even that it really speaks to what happens when there is a collective um, sort of understanding and appreciation for what is in a space. Um, and I think it's a testament to the power, you know, how I interpret it. It's really a testament to the power of sisterhood. That's surviving to thriving. And it's it's not something you have to do alone. And mm-hmm. the, the company you keep, the people that are in the space, the perspective, all of those things can help you to shift to a space that you feel is going from a surviving mentality to a thriving one. Um, and it's just so powerful. So, yeah, I'd, I'd say now just thinking about where I am today, it really does feel like a call. It really mm-hmm. does feel like a challenge. And it's it's um, I'm thinking about it more so as a cycle. Yeah. And not just a station that we reach, you know, you checked all of these boxes, so you're thriving now. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and having a singular idea of what thriving looks like or a singular idea of what surviving looks like. Right. Um, and because, I mean, God is just, he just, he's blown my mind so many times that um, I, I know all too well that these these things happen in a way that requires us to continue to think about them and to continue to evolve and to continue to navigate them and how we do that from one season to the next doesn't always look the same so that that's really good because life isn't linear it is not it's it's cyclical it is not right it is definitely not linear um that thing will come back around but it comes back around stronger bigger (laughs) tougher um and it requires uh, a new level within you internally to overcome the next round. And so um, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that. I'm gonna gonna shift gears just a little bit. You are one of our Phenomenal Woman Inspiration Award (laughs) recipients this year. And that award goes to a woman who is so inspirational that other women want to emulate her. And you you had some nominations come through that the awards committee read through and you were ultimately one of the people who were chosen to receive the award. So congratulations. <laughs> I know we'll talk about it at the conference and we'll get into it, but I think that that's important to state here because, you know, when you have other women who look up to you, and who not only respect your body of work from just your achievements, it's more than that. 
It's your spirit in the way in which you show up. It's the way in which you engage. It's the way in which you inspire other women to show up the best versions of themselves, not in perfection, because we both know that there's no mm -hmm. such thing that does not exist, but in a spirit of progression, of yeah. evolution of self, right? So um, I wanted to tell you before the conference again, congratulations. And I, I can't wait to uh, hand you and the other award recipients um, their flowers for, for being yeah. recognized by your peers and those in the community. I'm so excited. Thank you. I'm honored. I'm honored. So, I'm yeah. Honored. <laughs> I am. I really am. And I tell people all the time, purpose, purpose really does pay different. Yeah. It really does. And so um, this conference is a testament to that. I mean, even for people who are going as attendees, mm -hmm. you know, come and be blessed and, and be a blessing. And like the room needs you. Yes. We need we need we need all of us to be in that space. And um, we all have something to add to a space like that. But I am I'm I'm honored. And whenever I just think about my journey and I just think about um just who I am and where I come from, I really am humbled. I really am. And I know that it is only by his grace. Yes. Literally. That's, I know yes. that only, only by his grace um, is all of this possible. And um, I don't know, life has just proven that to me more and more. Mm -hmm. and so I'm super honored. I'm excited to, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to being there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to having having you there and to hear you speak at the luncheon. And um, before we go, there's just there's just two things I, I want to bring up, and then I'll let you go. Okay. Um, one is because I think you operate with such grace and poise, <laughs> and a lot of people always think, "Oh, you must always you know act like that." And I always say when people see me, "This is 25 years of refinement." <laughs> 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 25 years of refinement and I know that you recently experienced um, some racism some discrimination yeah. and uh, for those who who follow you um, on your platforms know how you handled that and I just briefly would like for you to talk about some of the training that you also referenced in, in that you've received that put you in a position to know how to navigate a situation like that with the grace and the poise in which you did. So could you speak about that for a little bit? Yeah, for sure. Um, I've gotten so many people have reached out. So, you know, about that video and about that incident. And to your point about 25 years of refinement, the people who really know me know I don't have a problem fighting. Right. Like I really I, I really have been fighting all my life. Mm -hmm. um, uh, what Nipsey say all my life, <laughs> grinding all my life, I've been fighting all my life. And in that moment, um, I really did feel like this is growth. This is what growth feels like. Yeah. Um, and I really felt so powerful because I didn't allow um, the the racist and privileged uh, Karen to have that control over me and to choose for me what to do in that situation. And so a lot of you know people were saying, well, how? Well, how are you so calm? How are you so... I'm not always, um, I, I've recently been doing a lot of practice and a lot of self-work and I do feel um, like that played a role and, and people were like, oh, well, it's because you're a life coach. It's because you're a counselor. Like, no, it's not. <laughs> um, 
I connected and, and for a while consulted with a human relations firm called All of Us Together Co. It's a black owned and operated mm-hmm. um, human relations consultancy. And they are incredible, incredible at leading human centered diversity, equity and inclusion strategies. And it goes beyond a training. Um, it goes beyond a, a conversation. It goes beyond um, you know, a toolkit because what they really do is give you real life. They provide you with real life tools to navigate real life challenges and not just in the workplace. Um, their, their goal and their mission is to create space for all people. And we know in doing that, it requires us then to navigate life with all mm-hmm. people and to navigate spaces with people who are very different from us. And so if it was not for that training, I was I was just talking to um, a group of folks about this. If it was not for that training, therefore one would not have been a recording. Mm-hmm. Right? Because again, back to tools, what do we do in situations like this? Um, naturally you enter fight or flight. Yeah, I could have packed myself up and got out of there, right? I could have fought her back, but I knew recording it. I knew that once you know the situation escalated, she'd deny or she'd lie or she'd mm-hmm. make me to be the aggressor. And so through that training, I knew I knew that I needed to record her. I knew that I needed to remain calm um, as if my life depended on it because as a black woman, it did. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew uh, because of that training and because of work with all of us together, Co, that the likelihood of me successfully navigating the situation, had I done anything other than what I did in the recording, the, the outcome would have been detrimental for me and it would have been detrimental for everything that I worked for. And so Super incredible organization led by Miss Manisha Spencer, who is truly a gift to humanity. And again, like I said, purpose paying different. Um, her background is in civil rights law. And she really took the, the the racial disparities and the experiences of clients within our, our justice system. Um, and, and instead of being stuck in a cycle, right, of surviving and trying to help people survive, chose to thrive and, mm-hmm. and took the path certainly less traveled, but also the one that I really do believe she's been purposed to travel and created this firm that is literally changing the world and changing lives and likewise saving lives. Because if you've seen the video, you know, she called the police, (laughs) you know, I would have been walking out in handcuffs. And so Mm -hmm. um, just, I'm I'm so grateful to her for the work that she does in the way that she does the work. There are a lot of folks, you know, claiming to be DE&I experts and they just don't have um, the grace or the capacity, I Mm -hmm. think, to really prepare people how to apply the concepts that are necessary to navigate these spaces um, and these places and these people um, that perpetuate the systems that oppress us, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, truly, truly thankful and grateful. Thank you for that. Thank you for sharing that and sharing the mission um, of the organization that helps you facilitate those waters or navigate, I should say, those waters during that, that, that that time because again like you said it's either fight or flight right and we need to know what to do and how to handle ourselves when we are in a position that you found yourself in yes um how can people get a hold of you if people want to know how to how to engage with marquisha and co how do they do how do they do that yes so there's a number of there are a number of ways um there's the website so marquisha and co.com um, that platform, my website really has all of the ways to access me, um, whether it be the blog or the podcast, or you want to book a session, um, or you just want to learn more about me and the work that I do, that, that platform is the go-to. Um, I'm also on 
um, Snapchat, um, Instagram, Twitter, um, TikTok. I'm still learning how to use some of these things. Uh, Facebook too. Um, and each of those platforms, I almost think, have my link tree, which then has all of, again, all of the links to all of the, these other things. And so I'm, I'm available that way as well. Um, and I, I really do believe in um, the power of connectivity. And so even though I'm on these social platforms, I, I encourage people to reach out and have very real conversations as well. I mean, if you want to follow and just get familiar with my work, that's totally fine. But, um, you know, an Instagram bio, um, a post, it's, it's, those platforms are not enough um, mm -hmm. to, to contain all of the magic that he made me to be. So I would encourage people to really reach out yep. and to connect um, beyond, the bowels of, beyond the bounds of these social platforms that we've come to rely on. Um, but my website, I think, is a great place to start. So marquishaandco.com. Thank you for that. And I, I can attest that connecting with Dr. Frost in person <laughs> is a blessing. I will tell you, um, just you're just very genuine and down to earth. And um, that's missing a lot in the world that we live in today. You know, people are always trying to navigate and um, worried about appearing a certain way, being a certain way, but yeah. you are, what you see is what you get. You, you don't change who you are depending on kind of where you, where you're at. And mm -hmm. that's what I love about you. You are And someone said, yeah, she's amazing. You are <laughs> absolutely amazing. And so, um, it's, uh, we've been on here for about 37 minutes. I said I was going to keep you for 30, so I kept you over. I apologize. It has been a pleasure. Thank <laughs> you so much. I really, um, I was looking forward to this call because you are a light. You're a light, CJ. Oh, thank, so thank, you, you for, thank you for sharing that um, and inviting me into the space. It's, it's really been a pleasure. It's been my pleasure. And listen, for everyone who's, who's listening and watching, the Phenomenal Woman Conference is on October 7th over at the Beardmore Event Center. Get your tickets if you haven't purchased them. Uh, tickets will be on sale until um, next month on the 8th. <laughs> so okay. September 8th is the last day for you to get a ticket. We're not selling tickets at the door, so make sure you secure your spot because um, along with Dr. Frost, we have an amazing lineup of women who are going to be pouring into our community on that day. So please, please, please join us so that you can get poured into as well. And with that, Dr. Frost, good evening. Thank you so much for your time. And we'll be talking soon. Okay. Looking forward to it. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye.